We are currently sitting in the cinema right now. The breaking news is that we can eat popcorn for the first time in six months. Listen. That's me chewing popcorn. Mallory's here. Hello, Mallory. Hello, Ben. How are you? How are you feeling right now? Excited. How are you really feeling right now? Sleepy. It is 20 to midnight. We've still got like 21 minutes to go. And I'm already actually quite sad because I'm not here with Noah right now. I mean, Mallory's great, but, you know, it would have been perfect to complete the trilogy with that guy who used to be on our show. But tell me three things that you're hoping to happen in this movie. Go. Kylo Ren turns good. Um, Baby Yoda. Um, it won't be Baby Yoda anymore because this is set like about 30 years after The Mandalorian. So, Teenage Yoda. And... Uh-oh. I can't think of a third thing based on the last two movies. How did your rewatch go, by the way? Because you, re- you rewatched all of them with us when we podcast about them and then we rewatched them again. And I don't know if you paid attention to any of them on the second I time around. through all of them on the second time around. Well... I'm wearing my I Don't Like Shan t-shirt. I've seen one other person wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, which I'm a bit disappointed with. But if there's no Anakin in this film, I'll riot. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't know if we're actually going to be showing this or playing this before the spoiler or the spoiler-free one. So either way, this will be the last time you hear from us before a Star Wars Rise of Skywalker episode. Any final thoughts before we play the music? Mm-mm. Bring it on. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network for our 712 of our Star Wars coverage in 2019. The moment you have all been waited for, waiting for is here. It is our first reaction episode to Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. This is our spoiler-free review. All of you people out there wanting to hear our thoughts on the return of Jar Jar, Watto's grand entrance as Senator Palpatine's long-lost brother, and Shmi Skywalker finally coming out and telling us all that we knew all along that Jar Jar is the father. Then don't listen to this episode because we will talk about all those epic spoilers in our spoiler episode coming very soon. This is all spoiler free. You already heard a little bit at the beginning with Mallory and I. You're going to hear bits with her and I. You're going to hear bits with Colin and his 38,000 nephews out to this episode because there's a lot to (laughs) digest and talk about in a maybe the hardest episode we're ever going to record because how we're going to give reactions and talk about what we saw without spoiling, I don't even know, but we're going to try our very, very, very best. My name is Ben and I don't have a quote because I didn't think about this properly. <laughs> and you didn't say my name, Ben, but I'm Colin, and I'm okay as well. <laughs> oh, spoiler. That was Shmi's best line. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right. Oh. That's it. The end of the episode. Um, my name is Ben, and something, something dark side. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, now... The, the most interesting thing about all of this is because I'm sure people who listened knew that I was seeing this a couple of days before Colin. Um, they, they reintroduced a, 
a midnight screening in New Zealand. And I kind of left the cinema. You'll hear my initial reactions later on with Mallory. And I just, I didn't know what to think. And I then kind of, like, because usually I'll, I'll see a movie and I'll, I'll usually post on social media, like, that was crap or that was good or something. Because usually then you, Colin, will see it because you'll say, like, oh, I've been looking mm-hmm. forward because I saw your reaction. I kind of was like, I don't want to post anything this time around. I had somebody comment on my status saying, like, how was it? And I'm like, I don't want to say anything because I just felt this was a movie that was, A, hard to form an opinion on, B, it's Star Wars, everyone's going to see this, and I don't want my viewpoint to kind of... Because, like, I, I usually will see someone's version of a film, oh, I saw this movie, and I'll remember that in the back of my head. So, things like yeah. that. I didn't read any reviews. I read a couple of reactions from Twitter, but I didn't read any reviews because I came out about two hours before I saw this. But I've been dying to talk about this because... <laughs> I, then I, I even messaged Colin saying, like, tell me as soon as you've seen it. Because I knew, based on knowing Colin, that he was pretty much going to feel the same way as I did. And that's what it also made it even more so that I didn't want to talk about this out loud to anyone except Mallory, because she obviously saw it with me, until Colin had seen it. And lo and behold, Colin messaged me. We had a nice little conversation. I think we've shared most of our frustrations with this movie, as well as <laughs> some positives. But my long-winded intro here, I just want to say it's been now like four or five days since I've seen this. And this is maybe the one movie I've seen in my entire life where I still can't form what I'm feeling. Like, I just... I. Mm-hmm. The more and more I think about things, the more and more I may be negative about it. But then I also... This isn't The Last Jedi where just everything went down the toilet. This has still got some positives. I'm rambling. Like this movie, it's all over the place. Colin, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> we literally are in the same boat because I- I've been telling people for the last what, two days now, like, I'm honestly not sure how I feel about this until I see it again. But there are things that I'm, like, very firm in knowing is wrong with this movie like i i saw a couple of the reviews i was very careful in reviews i'd usually read the first paragraph and then kind of scroll through to the end and it i really didn't want that to you know help me form my opinion like you said keep that in the back of my head so it basically i just kept it to you know was this movie any good were there problems with this movie without getting into this is the problem with this character or this story and i I think for the most part it was successful because even though almost every review I never read, as everybody else has right now, is pretty negative. Uh, Two thirds of the way through this movie, I mean, Jamie turned to me and she said, "You know, what do you think of it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's actually pretty good." And then you get to the last third of the movie, which is what is there to not only tie this movie together to make this whole movie relevant and fit, but also as they have heavily promoted to tie the entire saga together nine movies and when it ended i mean it was like maybe 10 minutes away from ending and she's like what do you think of it she told me again i'm like it's losing me like it's really yeah. losing me yeah and it, i think in the easiest way to sum it up is that this movie does no favors for anything else in the series Considering they have spent so much time talking about this is tying up nine movies, it is ending an entire saga in a, in a proper way, I walk out of this feeling like this should have been a standalone movie like Solo or Rogue One because it only serves itself. If anything, not only do they ignore a lot of The Last Jedi, as a lot of reviews out there are saying, I feel like they ignore The Force Awakens. I feel like they ignore the other series. They'll throw moments in there to be like, oh, remember this from the prequels? Um, remember this from... The original movies, remember this from even The Force Awakens, but 
it's like a movie that, that well, let, let's say it this way. It's like filmmakers who had no idea what story they wanted to tell in the previous two movies suddenly being like, let's scrap everything, let's tell a brand new story, and let's not bother to explain how we got here. And I think the biggest problem with this movie is that they throw so many new things at you and take zero time to explain why it's there. Literally, the one thing we can spoil is Palpatine's in this movie. Everybody knows that. Do we get an explanation for why Palpatine's there? Nope. In about one line, somebody says, well, maybe it was this or maybe it was this. And then it's never mentioned again. And that's kind of the entire movie. There's so much that's just left completely unsaid that I don't know why they've bothered to say this is tying up an entire saga. Because it doesn't even tie up the movie it's telling, this one story. The thing that I think anybody listening to this right now can tell from both Colin and I is... We start off slowly and the passion rises and rises and rises in our voice because this is this is what this movie does because it is just so, just everything that Colin just said and we just, you, you can tell in our voices that how it feels because I, yeah, I I agree with everything you, you said and I was exactly the same. For the majority of this movie, I'm like, okay, yep, this is this is pretty good. Like, oh, yeah, that, that doesn't really make sense and oh, okay, oh, yeah, but no, no, that's still enjoying it. Like, at least, mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, the majority of the time, you're going... Okay, this is different. No, I'm sure it's going to get mm-hmm. better. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, like that's the last Jedi. Whereas this was like, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, oh, and like I, mm-hmm. when I say I look at my watch in this movie, it wasn't because I was bored. It was because like. Oh, cool! It's going to build up. How much time's left? We're, we're going to see this. We're going to have. Oh, I can't. This is getting closer. This must be the reveal. I'm like, oh my god! There's only half an hour left. What? what how are they going to do all this? And like, how? What? Like, yeah. Are we going to miss out on this? Is this a, like that's what I was doing throughout this movie? And a lot of the reviews I've read, and I have to agree with most of them, are saying that this is almost like two or three movies in one. Um, exactly. Yeah. And that's the problem. And like, I. I'm going to say a lot of the times throughout this, you'll hear me say this to Mallory at the end because that was a shoved together thing and a lot of these opinions have stuck with me. I I firmly believe, and I don't want to just join the haterade train of bashing Ryan Johnson all the time, but I think it's a valid point to say that J.J. Abrams did what he could for the most part and this movie, I think, really firmly shows how much Last Jedi screwed up this trilogy because... I think a lot of that two to three movies in one have to come from somebody who's trying to retcon a lot of um, Last Jedi stuff, which he does. I mean, he literally retcons stuff within two seconds of this movie starting, basically. Um, And then, like, he then has to kind of create and move to a direction. And this is where there's a problem because he's, he's all of a sudden having to have two or three movies in one when he doesn't have a second movie to... Just think if JJ had done all three. Or there was a, a clearer mm-hmm. vision in the second one with a lot of the stuff and this was in that one. We would have a much more complete picture. We would have a much more complete trilogy. And I think that, to me, just shows how much The Last Jedi has screwed up this this whole trilogy. And I don't know if you're on that page still with what Ryan Johnson did, but I, I just that just really was the major takeaway I came out. Like, wow, J.J. could did what he could do. I, th- I think J.J. can't get be completely innocent. I think J.J.'s done some stuff in this which is stupid as well. Um, oh, yeah. But... I also think that he has done the best from the crap pile that he got given beforehand as well. Uh, Okay, so I sort of agree, but at the same time, I think where we're going to differ is that this is making me also feel... I I mentioned it a little bit, I think, in our Last Jedi episode, but this makes me feel a little bit for Ryan Johnson as well, because 
honestly, the blame does not go to J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson for whatever we have in this trilogy or uh, the the second and third chapters of this trilogy. This is the one point we can say the blame should go to Kathleen Kennedy because she is the only person. People can say Disney, but Disney doesn't map out the movies. I mean, they, they literally have zero creative control. They could say, you know, we have the suggestion or whatever, but they don't own, you know, the, the creative part of this movie. And it was Kathleen Kennedy's decision to have a different director on every movie. Um, and when you see the end of The Force Awakens, you, you also realize Ryan Johnson had his hands tied where he wasn't allowed to form a story. He had to start a movie seconds after what J.J. Abrams finished, even though the outside of Luke and Ray's part of the story, there was no story left to tell on the other side. And I think that's where that suffers. And J.J. Abrams, I think where I'm not going to give him as much of a free pass here is that, yeah, he does retcon some things. He also plays out some things that Ryan Johnson introduced fairly and be like, you know what, let's let this play out. But the problem is he doesn't take the time to properly retcon this. Everything's thrown in like one line here or there. How are we going to explain this from the last one? Well, let's throw one line in there. And like I mentioned early on, you know, Palpatine's existence in this movie, they don't really give you a proper explanation it's just sort of like a, a thrown away line and what frustrates me even more is that i know jj abrams is a better filmmaker this and i'm pretty sure we talked about this on the the preview episode uh a week or two ago that the the original running time of this movie was like 10 or 15 minutes longer like they released the running time a month or so ago and it was a longer movie and then when they started to go through screenings or whatever they're like well we got to cut this down one of the biggest problems with this movie is that everything goes by too fast. And there are serious editing problems with this movie. I read somebody making a comment recently saying, you know, you know, I think it was pretty good for what it was, but it is one of the most sloppily edited movies ever. I mean, mm. it, it feels like it's a movie that has ADD. Yeah. And we don't get that with any other Star Wars movie. Should this have been 10 or 15 minutes longer? I think absolutely. And we have too much story to tell here. And that is a decision I think that J.J. Abrams made where he could have made a coherent story. The one thing I'm going to come out of this saying that The Last Jedi did better is at least it was a coherent story. And because of how much they throw in here and how bad the editing is, not the writing, not the direction, but how bad the editing is in this movie, it's barely coherent. You can't follow what's going on. You don't have a chance to digest one line before they throw, throw a brand new thing in there. And there is way too much going on. I mean, I counted with Jamie. They visit something like five or six planets in this movie. There's no need to go to five or six planets. You could have thrown some of this together. So there's just... Yes, you know, Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi not being tied enough to Force Awakens has made it so that J.J. Abrams' Rise of Skywalker can't be tied enough to Last Jedi. That's a problem with how they mapped out this trilogy. But the way that this movie is executed is also really poor filmmaking. And I think that's where I'm going to throw more blame on Abrams. Look, I look, I can't disagree with pretty much everything you said. I think, yeah, I, I think Ryan Johnson definitely had a, a shit pile to work with himself having to pick up straight from the beginning as we talked in Last Jedi. But I think that, yeah, you kind of summed it up well at the end there where, um, you know, different direction that, that uh, Brian talk and everything when it came to that and then JJ had to pick up with that. And yeah, I think the overall point that I really took away from this movie just when it comes to the trilogy as a whole, because I think a lot of people seem to need to realise as well when it comes to Star Wars that they're generally perceived as a trilogy. Each We, we refer to each of the trilogies as their own trilogy. This is a unique franchise that we can do that. 
And then obviously you've got the Ultimate Nine story arc. If you think about the original trilogy and you think about the prequel trilogy, you come out of each of them feeling, I'm satisfied with all three parts. They sum up the story from the beginning, middle and end. They also fit into the grand scheme of the six-part arc at that time before we got the sequel trilogy. I don't think you leave this trilogy satisfied because... We're, we've got so, it's not a trilogy <laughs> well it's not you're, you're right and it's also there's so many plot holes and questions that we just shouldn't have we talked about the force awakens of being like an entertaining movie it was it was not a bad movie it was nostalgia service and then it basically comes down to the fact though but you're asking too many questions because so many things don't make sense and that to me kind of sums up the entire sequel trilogy for the most part like again this is the oz network the prequel defenders of the world like no matter what people think of the prequels you can hate the prequels with all of your passion in your bones but you can't deny that that is a story told from the start middle and end with a conclusion that Mm -hmm. just satisfies you no matter what like take out all the bad bits that you hate you can't deny that that is a solidly solidly told trilogy this isn't and Look, yeah, so many fingers you can blame and this, that, and everything else. And, you know, I think, does this ultimately come down to the fact that they didn't have a grand plan? Because there's all different stories about, like, oh, no, JJ did write out some dot points, which this could have happened, and this person did this, and this person... I don't believe that for a moment. Um, No. Because, yeah, it's if, if there was that, and this is where our spoiler episode will come more into this, because... There is like how many moments in the Force Awakens that we're oh we're going to get an answer to we never get an answer to like it's mm-hmm. oh yeah stop and me <laughs> just to go along with that I mean this will make a lot more sense when we do get to the spoiler episode but you know I had said um, in the the last couple of weeks several times that I believe that the idea of you know uh, for example in The Last Jedi, Rey just being from nothing, that she was just meant to be, okay, well, you know, just a Jedi. It's not about your bloodline or whatever, uh, that that was meant to be the plan from the beginning. And I think you can clearly see in The Force Awakens that J.J. Abrams intended to set that up. Um, Spoiling nothing again, Colin Trevorrow came out. We didn't even get to talk about this on our spoiler or on our uh, preview episode because I think it came out the day after we recorded. But Colin Trevorrow uh, has been basically retained the screenwriting credit on this or a story credit. So we know that some of his original script is still here, but he's admitted that the one thing that had nothing to do with his original script is Palpatine. Palpatine was in no way involved in his original. This movie revolves so much around what Palpatine does. And I love Ian McDermott, but um, if you watch this movie, you suddenly realize that it is relying 100% on Palpatine to tell its story to get to the end and if that was the one part that was not part of the story from the beginning, then you know that there was no final endgame. And and if there was a final endgame, they probably got there at some point in The Last Jedi or hinted towards it and then changed the direction they were going. Because it, it's so painfully clear when you see this that nothing could have been set up from the beginning because nothing that happens in this movie existed before. Like, it, it's this is where it gets really hard without the spoilers. Um this movie is 100% almost starting from scratch. And so many people have, I've read the same thing you have. So many people have commented the same thing. It's two or three movies in one. And one review I read said it perfectly. They're like, this feels like writers and filmmakers who only now realize what story they wanted to tell. 
And now they're cramming an entirely new trilogy into one movie, whereas if they had made the plan from the beginning, they would have started some of this in The Force Awakens. The whole car ride home, you know, myself, Jamie, my nephews, my nephew's friend, we're all going through all these things that I'm saying, you know, this is what didn't make sense in the movie. And I was hearing over and over again, it's like, well, this could make sense because of this. And they're just throwing that. Well, it kind of makes sense because of this. I'm like, yeah, but this movie doesn't have the time to tell you why this makes sense. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem. And the best example of that, uh, you know, when people see it, they'll maybe know what I'm talking about. The real, the only story arc that I think Finn really has in this movie is, you know, something that he keeps dropping hints about where it's like, oh, this is going to be a big, you know, thing later on. And they don't really ever get to it. And we had a huge debate about that where everybody kept saying, yeah, but they did get to it. This is what Finn was supposed supposed to be saying or whatever. And just this afternoon, I read J.J. Abrams addressing that. You know, somebody was saying J.J. Abrams answered this question. And it is completely different from what everybody took away from the movie. And, and it is not in the movie. I need to read and that. And there's just <laughs> – yeah, there are so many things. I'll tell you, as soon as this is over, you're going you're gonna to lose it just like I did. But there's so many things like that in this movie where it's like, well, if you have to really – use your own imagination on the entire plot of the movie, then the movie did not do its job in telling a story. Well, and the thing that you mentioned about that whole Finn thing is that I can't remember. I don't think it's in our recorded bit at the end. I think it's just Mallory and I, because yeah, we did the same. We're talking about everything. And I completely forgot that, that Finn had said that a couple of times and it was leading up to thing. And mm-hmm. then, and I'm assuming what you were took away from it is maybe the same thing that then Mallory was like, Oh, but that's what it was implying to. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, I feel. Oh, and then I'm like, oh, that's dumb. Like it's like it's just. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I can't wait to hear that. The the Palpatine thing. Like, I this is this is going back to my point. I'll say now with the Ryan Johnson kind of what JJ had to deal with. To me, that came from killing Snoke off in the Last Jedi yeah. because you don't have a big bad to work with, and that's a problem because then you've all of a sudden got a shoehorn in. Oh fuck, we need a big bad. Okay, let's bring back Palpatine. I think. Kylo Ren should have been the big bad from that point. That's there should yeah, have been something around that. Exactly. That could have worked a lot better. Um, and like, I'm I'm with you. Love Ian McDermott. What a man! Amazing man. And but like, I the Emperor shouldn't have been in this. Um, yeah. within two seconds of this movie, it's like what? And then again, the spoiler is going to come. This isn't a spoiler, but. Did you not feel that at certain points of this movie, it was like very much like a Harry Potter movie with the Emperor? Um, yeah. Like, can I just exactly. say that? Like, there's just, there was some moments I'm watching this going, are we watching Harry Potter? Is he Voldemort now? Like, what, what is happening? Because that's, that's another thing with this movie, which I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about. And again, not really a spoiler, but, and this is maybe just a sequel trilogy in general. Like, they don't know what they want to do with the Force. And all of a sudden, yeah. the Force becomes this thing where it's like... I feel by the end of this movie, the Force can literally do anything. I'm sure the Force can exactly. pro- probably create the Force Star... The, the next Star Wars movie will be written and directed by the Force. Um, because, yeah. like, it's just... Everything comes out of everywhere. And one thing I actually... this Again, not a spoiler. It might be if you've seen... It's not a spoiler. All I can say is... Uh, Mallory and I watched the latest Mandalorian episode just before we... It just dropped just before we went and saw this movie. So we watched it, finished watching it, and went and watched um, this movie. There is, a, like, a moment in The Mandalorian, this the episode 7, where I was kind of like, oh, that's sort of new to do with the Force. I don't think we've ever seen that before. But I've heard about it, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. 
And then literally what we saw is in this movie. And I thought, okay, that's not a coincidence. Surely they deliberately released. Because, I mean, obviously The Mandalorian got released, what, like three days early last week or this week, wherever we mm-hmm. are. So, like, yeah, I, I didn't know if you'd seen it or not yet, Colin. But, I mean, you, you'll know it as soon as you see it. Like, you're like, oh, okay. But, um, yeah, like, the force was all over the place in this movie. The characters, like, you talk about the planets. Um there was a very Canto Bite-esque storyline, which just didn't need to be there. Like, why did they go to that planet? It was like, that was no purpose. Um, and the thing, too, that I think is a problem with Star Wars, and it clearly is, as soon as you hear they're bringing back Palpatine and this sort of stuff, and, like, people have always commented, like, well, no one ever really dies in Star Wars, do they? Like, being this is a final movie, and we obviously won't say who, like, there's, there's definitely moments of, like, oh, you know, characters are dying and things like that. But, like, it's not the same stakes as it should be in a normal movie. Like, because yeah. it's just... I, I can't even really go on from that comment because it would spoil things. But it's just... It's frustrating how they handle death in this yeah. in this franchise now. Like, oh, it's just so many things about this movie. And again, here we are coming out with all the negative things. We will talk about positives because, like, this isn't The Last Jedi. I don't think we've come out of this hating this movie. But, yeah, as you can tell, we're all over the place like this movie. <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad you brought up The Force because of all the things that... J.J. Abrams decided not to retcon Ryan Johnson's overuse of force powers, where force powers could just do these incredible things. That was a major problem with The Last Jedi. And we talked about The Force Awakens. One of the coolest things they did was this new force power. Kylo Ren could stop blaster bolts in midair. You threw one new force power at us. The Last Jedi took existing force powers and just made it so over the top and cartoony with Snoke being able to throw people around rooms even if he wasn't physically there. And then we had the, you know, uh, teleporting across the galaxy with Luke, even though it physically makes no sense. And, uh, you know, like the the weird psychic connection they have. And some of those things do continue in this movie. Those are some things where it's like, okay, well, he actually took what Ryan Johnson did and maybe you know, embellished on it a little bit, kept it as part of the movie. And some of that works, like the the connection that Ray and Kylo Ren have. At this point, you have to continue that. And I think he, for the most part, he does that better. But then he'll throw new things in there where you're like, that's not how the force works. Like you just keep, <laughs> I keep saying that to myself over and yes. over again. And it just gets more and more over the top and more and more ridiculous to the point where people complained in the prequel movies that Jedi physically could do too much. It was like, oh, you could do triple backlifts, you could fly through air and stuff like that. They were fully trained Jedi. It still made sense. The Force itself still was bound by laws. And in this entire trilogy now, every single movie has just gotten so far removed from what the Force is, where here it's just, well, what else do we want the Force to do? Maybe the Force can turn time back, you know? And I'm, that doesn't happen in this movie. It's not a spoiler. It's like, maybe the Force can, can you know, uh, blow up an entire planet just by the Force. Like It's like their imagination has gone so far where the Force is not relatable anymore. And a Jedi is not somebody who... You wonder, what is the struggle here? If Rey and Kylo Ren can literally do anything they want with the Force, like you said, there are no stakes in this movie. At no point do you believe they'll never get out of this mess. You're like, well, the Force will get them out of this mess because the Force can do anything. And then even outside of the Force, there are stakes that are put in this movie in the wrong spot. When we get to the big climax, it is really a showdown, as all Star Wars movies are, of... All your Force users, you know, like you have in uh, Empire Strikes Back, Luke and Vader, and 
the Emperor Luke and Vader in the original, or you know, Anakin and Obi Wan. It, it's always that showdown, but then you'll always have the side battle. What are the non Force users doing? You're, that's your big battle. And instead of creating any type of real stakes in the big showdown with the Force users, they throw something in there literally at the last minute with like one brief moment and one line that is, again, so absurd for the big battle with Finn and Poe and, you know, everybody else, where you're like, it didn't need that. And then they just don't mention it. You know, it's like, oh, that's there. But, like, I feel like you could have just done this is a final battle. You know, I know you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, but, like, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the big battles that happen is almost irrelevant. It's just, we're just here to buy time. And that's what it should have been at the end of this movie. Finn and Poe saying, we need to buy Ray time, you know? That gives stakes to what Ray is doing and what Kylo Ren is doing, what Palpatine's doing. But here they're like, oh no, the biggest stake is something that we're just going to throw at you in the last minute, which is so ridiculous. And then we're not going to mention it again. You're like, well, that that's completely unnecessary. And there's just so much stuff like that in this movie. And going back to what you said about the, you know, the, the planets, the Cantabite thing, again, I don't think it's as boring. Like, no, Still, if not. I were to pick a worse sequence in all the Star Wars movie, the Cantabite stuff in Last Jedi is still the most boring thing you've ever seen. Nothing is boring in this movie. But there are two planets they visit almost back-to-back -back in this movie where you just wonder, why did this need to be two planets? Why couldn't you have made this one environment? And then why are you doing – when you have a movie that is feeling so rushed and throwing so many things out there, why are you having some of these side plots – that don't matter for the movie when this movie has way too many side plots. Yeah. And I, I, you could have amalgamated so much in here. And to not spoil anything, the first, the opening sequence, it's kind of filmed and again, edited so fast where you're like, oh, I wish they would spend more time here. But you don't even really realize until the movie's over. It's like, that could have been a huge chunk of the movie. The, the way that Revenge of the Sith is like, we have a lot of story to tell, but we're going to open this with this massive space battle to rescue the, the Chancellor, to introduce General Grievous, a, a war over Coruscant, and we're going to spend a good 20, 25 minutes there. And this big opening sequence could have been 20 or 25 minutes. Instead, it's over in five. And you're like, that's the planet I want to see more on. That's the story I want to see. And we just don't get it. Yeah, no, completely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, yeah. Oh, God, I can't wait to the spoiler episode. But like, another thing, too, like, the the title of this movie, I feel, literally is not explained to the final line of the entire movie. Um, yeah. The whole like time. The last Jedi. Yeah, well, like, uh, the whole time I'm going, why is this movie called The Rise of Skywalker? Like, what? Yeah. Um, The cast in this movie, first of all, I want to point out, new characters, what's the point of them? There's no point of any of the new characters in this movie. Um, mm -hmm. the, 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 the existing characters, um, I, look, I get why they wanted to keep Carrie Fisher in this movie and, oh, it's a tribute and all this sort of stuff. Cause this was meant to be her movie. There was absolutely no point of her. And I thought the digital effects looked terrible and I, I, that, that, that's not really ruining it. They're not like, it's not, um, Rogue One, but let's be honest, like it's, they've, kind of, you can tell where they've digitally put her face onto a different movement of the body in certain aspects. Or, or where they took a behind-the-scenes shot of her standing there, you know, maybe snacking on some, some pretzels yeah. at the catering table, and they're like, okay, so let's just 
make the movement of her mouth of when she's chewing the pretzels and yes. throw a line in there. <laughs> and then a lot of back of the head shots where they've obviously like wanted yeah. to get it. Like it's so bad. And the problem with it is that they work the script around a pointless line that she has clearly recorded at some point, and it sounds so forced. Like, do you know yeah. those like the videos where they will get like a, a scene from say Titanic? And they put Donald Trump's head on, like, Jack's body, <laughs> and it make it sound like the cast is... And Donald Trump's reacting to them. That's what it was. Yeah. It was a fan-made parody yeah. film where they've done that. And it just, like, they should have just... She should have just died in the Mary Poppins scene in The Last Jedi. Because, think about it. Did she serve a purpose in any of the movies after that moment? She didn't. Like, you could easily make Holdo more of a prominent sort of figure doing what she was doing for Leia and that sort of stuff. And, okay, you lose the Luke and Leia scene in The Last Jedi, but were they technically even together then? That was a ghost of Luke and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I just feel like she kind of just became absolutely pointless in the entire movies. And, like, I love Carrie Fisher. It's obviously tragic that we lost her, and this would have been a whole different kettle of fish had she been with us. But that was one thing that just annoyed me so much in this movie. There's also a storyline around Leia, which is just dumb. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's another bit too, which is dumb. It makes no sense. But yeah, I, I just, I really wanted to have a quick little rant about what they did with Carrie Fisher in this movie and the new characters too, because yeah. I, Dominic Monaghan, I mean, what was the point of him being here? You've wasted him. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel Kerry Russell was kind of wasted. I mean, I liked her character. Don't get me wrong. But I mm-hmm. felt like there was just more that could be done. I like Richard E. Grant. He was kind of cool. But again, I felt wasted. Um, yeah. And who was the other, <laughs> the new main one? What was her name? Uh, the uh, Jana. Naomi Ackle. Yeah. She, I mean, again, fine. I have nothing against her. But kind of wasted. Kind of pointless. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And um, starting with the Carrie Fisher thing. There are some moments where you're like, though, that's actually really clever how they worked her into the scene. And it's just so that, you know, people aren't uh, expecting the wrong thing. This isn't something where there's just one scene. They literally sprinkle her throughout this entire movie, which is part of what hurts it. I feel like if they had focused their time on building maybe one nice five minute long scene or maybe two scenes throughout the movie, it would have been a lot better. But instead, it ends, it starts good and then it, it becomes. All the characters talk about something, and Carrie, or Carrie Fisher standing in the background, and then she drops one line where you're like, well, that just line just sort of came out of nowhere, and then she's just gone. And she does have one very prominent scene, which is where it becomes very painfully obvious they had no footage they could use for that scene. And I'm already thinking in my head of a million ways that scene could have been done better. And a lot of these other characters, like Luke's presence in this movie, barely there he narrates half of the trailer and we really get one maybe two moments with luke in this movie and i don't feel like they need to be there i feel like this movie almost would have been better without luke and the same thing saving but that man's alive involve him with the princess leia footage you know then you have a story to tell because the way it plays out it it there's a, um, a movie Bruce Lee was making before he died called Game of Death. I don't know if you ever have seen it or know anything about it. No. But um, he had filmed maybe 18, 20 minutes of fight footage for what was going to be his next movie called Game of Death. And when he died, they're like, well, what are we going to do? Okay, let's get a guy who looks like Bruce Lee and sort of film around it. They did a similar thing with Brandon Lee, his son in The Crow, which was done a lot better because I guess they had filmed the most important stuff. But... 
you have this guy who looks like Bruce Lee in Game of Death, who's wearing sunglasses half the time, who's shot from behind. You have a lot of lines that happen without seeing the person's face. And then all of a sudden you just have Bruce Lee in the movie. And that's what this felt like to me. It's like you're in, you're out. And then there is that one moment, which I know exactly what you're talking about, where I actually turned to Jamie and Jamie walked out of this being like, I really enjoyed the movie, which I just want to say, Jamie loved Gods of Egypt. Jamie, there is very little that Jamie dislikes. I, Batman and Robin is her favorite Batman movie. Um, and so whenever she's like, oh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'll be like, yeah, you like everything, Jamie, which is funny because I showed her Captain Marvel and she's like, well, that was really boring, <laughs> so, which was probably the first time I ever saw her not like a movie. She's learning. But she was like, oh, this is a fun movie. I like this. And I turned to her in that one moment like, OK, that looks so bad. And she's like laughing. She's like, it really does. <laughs> you didn't have to have her in all this movie. You could have focused your time on one scene instead of a dozen scenes. And then, yeah, the new characters, Dominic Monaghan. They should never have announced he was in this movie. Remember the big surprise? I mean, we knew he was going to pop up somewhere. But the, the surprise of seeing who Greg Grimberger was yeah. playing in The Force Awakens. You know, like, he's playing a pilot. He's got a major role in the movie. Even though he has probably the same amount of screen time Donk Monaghan has. But at least they they brought him front and center in a few moments of that movie so that he exists. Dominic Monaghan is a background character in this movie. Yes, literally. It's almost like the scenes... Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like... It should have been just a cameo. Does he have and two then, lines then, or something? Like, he does he even speak? I think he speaks, but they're, they're, they're lines like, look out, or <laughs> like, what's that? You know, it's, it's, there, there was more from Daniel Craig there was. in The Force Awakens yes. in a Stormtrooper suit than Dolphin Monaghan in this. And you know, the other two new characters, uh, um, uh, Naomi Ack- Ackle and then um, Carrie Russell, which I'm so excited Carrie Russell's in this movie, and I like what they did with both of these characters, but it's another one of these things where they visit too many planets, and they introduce one character for a good chunk of the movie, and then that character's gone, and then they introduce the other character for a good chunk of the movie, and then that character's gone, and then they just both sort of reappear at the end, you're like, where did they come from? <laughs> Why yeah. are they back? Yep. If you're going to introduce new characters, there's one of the other things where I walked away from this feeling like at least Ryan Johnson formed a coherent story. Did they do a good job with Rose in Last Jedi? No. Was it uh, the fault of um, Kelly Marie Tran? No. Was it Ryan Johnson's fault? Yes. (laughs) He wrote a really bad, annoying character. But at least her character made sense. When she was in the movie, you understood why she was there. These other new characters, they pop in and you're like, why were they there? What was the purpose of that? But yet, I like the idea of these characters, and I kind of just wanted to see more. We could have done with a little less Carrie Fisher in this and a little more Carrie Russell. It's To me, it's the Christmas Jones factor. The character of Christmas Jones isn't a bad idea in the world, is it enough? Denise Richards was bad, and the, the script was bad. Mm. That's, to me, what it is. Because, yeah, I've always been a fan of the character, and I think she's valid in the world, is it enough? It's just Denise Richards ruins it. Um, just with the layer stuff quickly... it. I, for a long time, I was not aware in Gladiator that Oliver Reed had died and that a lot of the footage towards yeah. the end was digitally done. I didn't know and for a very long time because you can't tell. And that was done in the year 2000. Um, and this is done in 2019 and it was just jarring for me. I couldn't deal with it a lot of the time. Um, so you know what the difference is with that or, you know, even Brandon Lee and The Crow? Mm. They had a script yes. and... <laughs> They started filming, and they're like, how do we fill in the gaps? The role that Carrie Fisher was meant to play obviously was going to be bigger in this movie. 
she died before the movie was made. Instead of simply saying, let's rework the script, they wrote this in the way of, how do we fit Carrie Fisher into this movie now? Mm. And that's the mistake. You know, um, with Gladiator, with The Crow, they took what was already there and they said, let's figure out how to play this out. And here they're like, let's come up with something new. And it sticks out like a sore thumb. Whereas the other movies, they're still serving their story. And here they're... It's the same thing. Like again, I love Carrie Fisher, but she gets top billing in this movie, and that sort of shows where J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy's heads were at. They're like, we need Carrie Fisher to be a big part of this movie. She's not a part of this movie. Just because you took behind-the-scenes footage and a couple lines from a deleted movie, that doesn't make her part of this movie. It's almost their own, you know, uh, arrogance of we can make princess leia part of this movie that actually hurts the movie because the movie would have actually been served better if they had just killed her off in the opening moment of the movie and used the digital effect of a force ghost carrie fisher for the rest of the movie that still would be better than what they did here because you walk away from this feeling like why did we need her in those scenes paul didn't they do that with paul walker in the fast and furious movie that he died yeah 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 again they've they just finished what they had started. They didn't come up with, let's put, if they had, which I think they're planning to do in the next Fast and Furious movie, and that, I'm not a fan of the Fast and Furious movies, but that should make people, you know, realize what they're in for. You don't just take a dead actor and say, we're going to write something new for them for a movie. Yeah, yeah. One thing you actually just quickly brought up, um, Rose, and maybe we'll just talk about some of the, the star characters that have been in this trilogy. Actually, just one quickly, before I mention Rose, um, yeah, the Carrie Fisher top billing thing. I look, each of the original ones got a top billing, great. But again, I think we talked about it in the other ones. Anyway, that takes away from Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, yeah. Oscar. Like, it's just, that's not fair to them. They should be getting star mm-hmm. billing. Like, it's great that we've got the original people back. But, you know, if, I mean, Hayden Christensen didn't get top billing. Oh, it's a different story. I realize the original trilogy was made for the prequels. But if you had made them in order, um, like, you know, and Hayden Christensen's Force Ghost in um, Return of the Jedi, he all of a sudden gets star billing just because he was in the, the mm-hmm. movies beforehand. Um,. Yeah, so I, one thing I was pleasantly surprised, and I actually found it a positive, um, is Rose in this movie. Um, Rose is the new Jar Jar because I think the way this movie reminded me of was Attack of the Clones to Phantom Menace, is that Jar Jar was still in Attack of the Clones, but in it very limitedly, and he was fine. Whereas he was very mm-hmm. over the top and in your face in The Phantom Menace. Rose is terrible in The Last Jedi, but she's not in it very much in this movie, and she's actually fine. If that was her character yeah. in in uh, Last Jedi, I wouldn't have a problem with her. Absolutely no problem with yeah. her. She was she was fine, and I, I I liked that. I liked the fact that Rose was a decent character in this movie. Everyone else, I mean, look, <sighs> I think Daisy Ridley was great in this movie. I think this is easily her best acting performance. Ray's all over the place. There's some stuff about Ray that's great. There's some stuff about Ray that's terrible. Um, but I I really enjoyed Daisy Ridley in this movie. I think that she did some great stuff with what she had in this movie. Adam, look, the Kylo Ren stuff is frustrating because I've always talked him up <laughs> as being the best thing about this sequel trilogy. But I think they kind of make his character a little shit by the end of this movie. <laughs> um, like, it's... Yeah. it's Again, spoiler episode, but easy to talk about this. Adam Driver puts in his all. Adam Driver's fantastic. It's just the character of Kylo Ren kind of gets a bit shit by the end of this movie. It's like, what? Like, that's not how it should have been. Um, Finn is there again. (laughs) (laughs) Probably more and better than The Last Jedi. Because I I think a positive to take away from this film is what? This is set a year after The Last Jedi. 
So I think there's kind growth of, in the character. There's growth. And I also think you can tell that. So like some of the best parts of this movie is when we actually finally get to see Finn, Ray and Poe working together. That's great. It really mm-hmm. is great. They have fantastic chemistry with each other. And just the way they... Uh, the Finn and Poe stuff is... The bromance between these two was brilliant in this movie. Like, we finally mm. really got to see that develop. And as you said, growth in the characters, you feel it. So, I think that kind of works. So, as much as you think about this and Finn, again, didn't really have much to do once again, he actually... It felt not as bad as The Last Jedi, I feel. And Poe, too. Like, Poe was... Poe's best movie. Um, Oscar Isaac's Beautiful Face. Although, Melanie and I noticed... Do you think Oscar Isaac's aged a few a bit in the last two years because he looks a little bit older yeah. in this movie. <laughs> like... Yeah, well, even in the, the even in the the press he's done, you know, I think he's just he's starting to gray, and they just sort of let it slide. But you know, you do want consistency with the characters, where it, the way it kind of plays. If you were to watch these back to back, keeping in mind that the the timeline between when the Force Awakens begins and when the Last Jedi ends is literally only a couple of days for the first two movies, and now you're only a year later. It just looks like like everything hit him real hard, real quick. <laughs> Maybe they should have just made this a three year gap in between the movies. He's the opposite of um, Yoda, where it's like what Baby Yoda's like fifty. Uh, he's like he ages yeah. faster. <laughs> he's like Jack, like Robin Williams in that movie, Jack. Um, but that's all great stuff. Um, this is the biggest movie for Anthony Daniels as C three PO, which oh, look, it's great. Maybe ever. Yeah, probably. Like, great, very prominent part, but again, spoiler up, there is definitely a part of his storyline that is frustrating. But again, it's still great to see more of 3PO. Um, the one, uh, your favourite, Lapita Nyong'o! Again, why was Moz there? Oh. Sure. Chewy. This yeah. is, with Moz, it's exactly like what you said with Rose. I have no problem with Moz in this movie, other than the fact that Moz did not need to be in this movie. And this is where the blame goes to J.J. Abrams because he's the one, one of the very few things he did set up in The Force Awakens was we're going to learn more about Maz. She says it. That's a story for another time. <laughs> Maz is here quite a bit in this movie and does nothing. <laughs> like, yep. literally does nothing. Oh, she does one thing, which is a bit of contentious at the end. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> it was kind of fun, but at the same time, you're like, well, that's just cheap. But it, Cheap that fan just... service. That was pure cheap yeah. fan but, service. It made sense for her character, but it also just brought you back to this is now another story for another time. Like if unless we're getting the Moz, you know, spinoff or the Moz in the Mandalorian season <laughs> ninety or whatever, like none of these stories are ever gonna get told. They're just further creating the mystery of Moz, even though Moz told us we'd learn. It's just yeah, there's a lot of frustration like that. Which yeah, and just quickly before I get back to the characters, yeah, and another thing I saw in one of the reviews was people you know, it was just saying, like, this is just so much fan service, which isn't always a great thing. Like, it's great as fans that yeah. we like little moments, but when it's too obvious, it's like, oh, my God, like, we know why you're doing that, and okay, thank you, but just know we would rather a better storyline and a better, you know, twist or something like this than this. Um, and also, too, a lot of people have been saying, like, clearly Disney are doing this because they're going to have so many spin-offs to this to fully explain all the plot holes that they've <laughs> given. Um, the other ones, though, that are uh, with the characters... That really frustrated me. Uh, maybe not so one, because I don't really think we... Lando, Billy D. Williams, I mean, he's 82. I don't think we really mentioned his age much in the preview. Was he necessary? I mean, it was great to see him, but I don't know. Like, I feel his cameo should have just been... Stayed to the planet when we first see him. 
I think that would have been enough for me. And cool, we saw Lando, that's it. When he kind of comes back, I don't know how you feel. You might feel different, but I, I just feel he was kind of wasted. The one that really frustrated me too with the returning characters is Hux. What the hell did they do to his character? My oh. Lord. Like, Hux was fantastic in the first episode. This time around, it's like, what the hell was Hux in this movie? <laughs> like, my God, that I, was terrible. I <laughs> Please, I want to hear it. <laughs> my theory, again, I'll elaborate more in... The spoiler episode but i honestly believe like this was jj abrams saying ryan johnson you took the ideas i had for characters turned it on its head made it whatever you wanted and basically dumped on it i'm gonna do the same with what you did because hux was more of a ryan johnson christian one of the good things in the last jedi was hux mm. uh that that was uh, i actually feel an improvement over the force awakens hux and i honestly 100 believe jj abrams decided to take one character and say I'm going to do to you what you did to me. And it's it just, uh, it really doesn't work. Yeah, do you have anything to say on Lando at all? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the characters. I mean, do you have any other characters you wanted to address? Or? Um, I'm thinking out loud. Um, I'm going to just do a brief little we'll moment on cameos. We're not going to say who, but like yeah. we'll just, yeah. So, no, I don't have anyone to add. Okay, so Lando is, there's where I think we're going to disagree the most. Because I almost felt cheated when we're first introduced to Lando or I'm like, well, that's it. Because um, it didn't feel like Lando needed to be in that scene. I, I feel like the better way to do this is save Lando for when he comes back in the story later on. And people have seen, you know, the the, the trailers. They, If you don't want to have what was in the trailer spoiled for you, then we probably should have set that up earlier on. But, uh, you know, Lando in the Millennium Falcon, like that is what I feel like this all should have been building towards. Save him for that. So when he comes in the movie later on, I felt like his presence really helped. He has one big speech he gives to another character, which was one of the few moments where this movie slowed down enough to really, you know, develop characters and tell a story and to say something about what the purpose of this movie is. Because this movie with ADD, it's almost a movie without a purpose. You know, The Last Jedi, another thing I'll take away from The Last Jedi it at least was trying to say something. It was tr- it was maybe the wrong direction, you know, what it was saying about the Force and about Jedi. It was a different interpretation, but it knew what it was saying. This movie isn't saying anything. This is just cheap entertainment with no purpose. But Lando has one of those few moments where you're like, I, I see where they're going with that. I actually like that. Uh, and then just the presence he adds close to the end of the movie, I thought was great. Uh, but it's that first introduction where I'm like, oh, I really hope that isn't it. Actually, but, very... um, oh, sorry, I thought you finished, my bad. No, no, continue, what? <laughs> I, I just, I was literally going to say, actually, you make a very good point with that. I think that, I agree. I think that, yeah, take that one out from the beginning and then have him come in later. That actually, I like that a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, yeah I and think, yeah. He's somebody that I feel interacts with the new actors better because we talk about the, let's go to what you said about the chemistry with the, the new actors and I'll kind of cover them individually in a minute, but... Uh, this is the first time we've ever really had those characters together. Yeah. It's funny that everybody's like, oh, they, they they separated them for the last movie. They separated them in the first movie. Let's remember that the reason that Poe and Ray end The Last Jedi by saying, I'm Poe, I'm Ray, is because they had never met in two movies. You know, John Boyega spent the first half, maybe even only a third of the movie with Ray, and then they're separated. You know, Poe and Finn had the opening... 20 minutes of the movie together and then they don't see each other so it's not like these were care it's not like carrie fisher harrison ford mark hamill where you spent an entire movie movie and a half having these characters develop a rapport where i'm so impressed is that you you, you look at the scenes that carrie fisher had with ray or with 
Poe in the first two movies, and it never really felt like they had incredible chemistry. The scenes were fine, but it's not like, wow, these these actors play so well off each other. Even Mark Hamill, the scenes he has with Daisy Ridley, they're good, but it's not like their chemistry is great. Billy D. Williams, this is the most charismatic, charming man maybe to ever live because it doesn't matter who he's in a scene with in this movie. You're like, man, I want to see the spinoff of these guys together. <laughs> I want to see the spinoff of him and this person. You know, like he just he fits when he's interacting with these characters. And that's what I love about him so much. I feel like this was the right guy to bring back because, you know, your original characters are all gone. And even though I believe we, I still think that that Maz scene in The Last Jedi should have been the Lando scene. You could have played that as a nice cameo. I'm glad that they waited to the last movie to bring him back. And it's almost the only thing that helps that you don't have Carrie Fisher and you don't have Mark Hamill and you don't have Harrison Ford uh, is that we have Lando now. You can just enjoy Lando for being Lando. Whereas if he had been in with the other characters, if Carrie Fisher had still been a part of this movie, I feel like we wouldn't have been as excited to see Lando. And now it's like he's the only one left. And it, it kind of makes sense for him to be the only one left because he was always the outsider, you know. Um, Chewie, I don't, I don't feel like Chewie gets a, a huge role in this one. Um, but what he has, it's it's just like, you know, in The Last Jedi. A few moments that he gets, just fantastic. Uh, 3PO, he steals this entire movie. And I'm so glad that Anthony Daniels has spent however many years complaining about you know his role in these movies. Because the one thing J.J. Abrams did right is, like, we're going to get 3PO right. Because even in the prequels, we had a few moments with 3PO. Attack of the Clones probably gave us the most with 3PO, but we never really got 3PO. 3PO is all over this movie, and I, I agree with you. I feel like they do something with 3PO in this movie where, like, did they need to go there? I feel like it's more, did they need to go there for the, as long as they did? But it's fun. And, and the thing that surprised me the most about this is that the 3PO lines aren't obvious, you know? There are some really clever lines here. Like, I never expected 3PO to say that. And it's not one of these things like, you know, 3PO wouldn't talk like that. It's like, wow, they're really writing this character with everything they have. Uh, and it's just so fun to have him in this movie. R2, where is he? <laughs> we have a well, new like, little okay. vacuum cleaner droid instead. Yeah, which didn't need to be there as well. The new droid, don't understand the reason for it. Uh, BB-8's Toys. okay in this movie. It's not like annoying BB-8 in Last Jedi. But you could have had R2-D2 in place of this new droid. In The Force Awakens, it was partly as respect to Kenny Baker, because Kenny Baker couldn't really physically do this anymore. So they're like, let's save R2-D2 for the end so we can just get Kenny Baker one more time. Last Jedi, we got a little bit more R2, because now you're not tied to Kenny Baker. Um, there's no Kenny Baker anymore. Look what they did with Chewie when they finally were able to recast Chewie. Chewie all of a sudden becomes major in the solo, major in The Force Awakens. You could have put R2-D2 in this movie. There's no reason for him to not be in this movie. And I'm struggling. To th I know he's in this movie. And other than one tiny moment, I'm struggling to think about what relevance he has. Uh, now, with the main characters. Okay, first of all, I'll, I'll cover Rose. Rose, completely agree with you. There's no issues with Rose in this movie. Her role fits. Kelly Marie Tran fits this character much better than the first one. And I find it like it, it's almost just people who are trying to jump on the bandwagon of like, you know, toxic social media uh, where they've jumped behind Rose to the point where so many people who are even complaining about this movie are saying, you know, they really did a disservice to Rose and they're just playing into all those Internet trolls. No, they're not. They recognize that a character didn't work in the previous movie and they found a way to make it work. Uh, what is the problem in this movie 
is that they should have at least addressed the relationship between her and Finn a little yeah. bit more than they do in this movie. They have a couple scenes together, but it's like, what's the point? If you're going to retcon a lot of things, go out of your way and retcon that, but make a point to retcon it. There's the, She could have been any character in this movie, and I think that's the only issue I have, is that if you're going to include Rose in this movie, Rose is much better in this movie than in The Last Jedi, but... You could have recast this with a different actress. You could have made this an alien character. You could have made this a droid saying all the same lines because there's no connection to the Rose from the previous movie. So if you're going to bring the character back, at least have one moment where you tie it into the previous movie. Now, the main leads, um, Daisy Ridley, best performance. I feel like one of the, the best things they did in this is that they gave her some character flaws they gave her some some things to grow on not some. just her force powers but <laughs> there 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 are things they do with her in this movie that is no fault of daisy ridley it is the direction they go with the character which i just hated um and i won't say anymore until we, when we get to the spoiler review this is gonna be the majority of my complaints and it's just so unnecessary um i i hated everything about what they did with her character or the, the the background they give to this character, the, the extra purpose they give to this character. Because I just feel like it would have been so much better just to let it play out, you know, the way it was going. Uh, but the scenes she has with everybody, like, it, it reminds me of The Force Awakens, like, putting these characters together again. Like, th those great scenes where she was trying to tell Finn that tool. Nope, nope, the one I'm pointing at. Like, she gets humor in this movie. She was humorless in The Last Jedi. She's fun again. And she's also dark to the point of where where... I'm like, yeah, they 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 could have done this in the Last Jedi. Like, you really feel like you're getting the character. Okay, the way that, um, uh, let's say Obi Wan, Obi Wan in the Phantom Menace, you got no real grasp of who the character was. And then Attack of the Clones, it's like a completely new guy, and you're like, I get this character. That's kind of the way it is with Ro or with Ray in this movie. It just it finally clicked with her until they do something really dumb. Um, Finn. He's there, and yep. <laughs> they 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 introduce one or two things with him in this movie, which I actually really liked. Uh, which, like so many things in this movie, is just let's throw a line out there, and that's all you get. And that could have been a major part of the movie. You don't even need a lot of time to do it. You take two minutes to build one scene on some of the ideas they introduce around Finn in this movie, and you're like, okay, I'm with it. I like that. But what he gets to do and the, the growth in his character where now you get to see him finally not as the coward who's trying to run away, but like he's part of the battle. It's great. And John Boyega, I still say, is the future star out of all the actors in this movie. Adam Driver is going to be the critical favorite. He's going to get all the nominations. But John Boyega is the one guy of these four new leads who I believe will be a major movie star because he has real star power. Um, Oscar Isaac, I mean, yeah, it is – the best he, here's an example of how a character doesn't need to be given a plot and can just exist reading lines and really make himself part of the movie this is han solo han solo does not need to be in a new hope but it's not like he has a big story arc or anything but it's just the charisma he brings that's great and the leadership he brings you finally get poe in this movie uh, so these lead characters, there's one thing J.J. Abrams did right. He he brought them front and center, 
And while a lot of people are out there complaining, oh, they didn't give Rose anything to do, they didn't give Dominic Monaghan anything to do, they didn't give the, the two new characters anything to do, that's because they decided to focus on these four leads for once. And it actually works for the four leads. So I'm not going to complain about getting shortchanged on this character or this character, even though I think there's, still think there's a better way to do it, because the ones that they gave the lead to are the ones that should have the lead in this movie, and that's the way it should have been. I complained in The Last Jedi that they threw characters in there just because we got Laura Dern, let's give her a character. You know, we got this person, let's give him a character. And they could have taken that time to develop the leads. The leads finally get developed in this movie. Now, Adam Driver. Mm. It is, it's just sad that I have to say I 100% agree with you. By the end of this movie, you're just like, just get rid of the guy, you know? Mm. And, and I feel like that's the way J.J. Abrams felt. Like, this should have been his story. He is the lead. The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, it is his story. And I feel like that would have been the spin to make this trilogy its own thing and not just a remake of what happened before, which is where it's gotten so much criticism with The Force Awakens. It's just a remake of A New Hope. You make this about the character who is the villain, and do whatever you want with them, but make this the villain's story, and you have something different. But instead, he's another character that just gets completely almost sidelined. Even though he's physically there, he almost serves no purpose in the last third of this movie, and it just bothered me. Because this is the character we wanted to see. Ray can still shine and have Kylo Ren shine as well. And he just he becomes disposable by the end of this movie, and I hated that. And there's a, a moment he has, which is probably the biggest dramatic moment of this movie, which we'll cover in the spoiler review. I'm sure a lot of fans were very excited at this scene, and I hated it. I hated the big moment that the really the last big moment Kylo Ren has in this movie because it, it did just feel cheap to me, and it felt like it should have been saved for later in the movie, it should have been spread out more. But what we get in the first two thirds, incredible, like always, is just there's this is the one character that is not allowed to grow. We got the 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 teenager that never got out of his teenage anger and frustration and angst in The Force Awakens. We got in The Last Jedi, the guy who's kind of haunted, but he's just he's so determined to be the evil guy that he's willing to do these terrible things. And he he's just he's not growing in this movie at all. It's almost like a character that that took a step backwards. And it frustrates me because I still feel like the scenes he has, it's like Ian McDermott. I'll just talk about Ian McDermott at the same time. There isn't one moment that Adam Driver and Ian McDermott are, aren't in this movie where I'm not loving what they're doing. But then when the movie finishes and you look back on what their purpose was in this movie, you're like, I just feel cheated. Yeah. And yet the, it's it's not taking away the performance. The performances make what very little there is in the story kind of work. But then the movie has to finish and you always have to look back and say – why was the character there? And neither of those characters really needed to be in this movie. And I think in the spoiler review, we'll get into it more, but they took the wrong direction with what they were did in this entire third act, which is why it went from two thirds of the way through this movie. Jamie saying to me, what do you think? And I said, I really like it. And then at the end of the movie saying, it's losing me because they just, everything from one, one point in this movie that it will be very clear when anybody who hasn't seen this watches it one point in this movie where it just, totally goes the wrong direction and it never turns back it just keeps going wrong 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 and i think a lot of the problem too particularly with the kylo ren stuff if you think about the original trilogy and the prequel trilogies yeah you've got your main core of characters in each of them you got your main three in both of them you know with with padme anakin and obi-wan and then with leia luke and han you almost argue though that in both of those the the whole plot the whole arc of both of them 
are centered around mainly two characters and what happens. So Obi Wan and Anakin in the prequels, and then I no, I didn't include Darth Vader in the in that what I was just mentioning with the originals. But then you would ultimately argue the whole point of the whole plot is Darth Vader and Luke. Here mm-hmm. you should be having that too with Ray and Kylo, but they just they focus so much on Ray by the end of it. Yeah. That it's just, Kylo's just shoved aside. And as you said, Kylo is the most interesting character in this whole trilogy. The conflicting nature and everything to do, and that's how much I talked him up about how much I love this character because it's such a great character with him and his, you know, rather than, oh, I'm going to turn to the dark side, it's him turning to the light side. Like, that's so unique. And, like, stuff happens in this movie that we we knew was going to happen, but the execution of it and the final the final scene with Ray and and Kylo and the thing that happens oh. what um, yeah. and it's just it's oh so dumb it is and Mallory it's... loved that bit that was her favorite part of the movie and maybe and then that that yeah. could just be a like and I'm not trying to sound sexist so that could be a female thing cuz that could be what females look at it from that storyline great but I I wasn't against that whole idea of what they were maybe building for that, but the way it was executed was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and one thing I'll just take away quickly with though, with which I feel that maybe you know I'm I'm very negative on the the sequel trilogy because it's my least favorite of the trilogies. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But I think one thing that I will come away from this trilogy is that I will love. Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaac forever now, because they're always connected to Star Wars. Yep. I know you don't like Natalie Portman, but I'm sure there is still at least part of you who's like, okay, well, she was Padme. She was in Star Wars. So oh, like, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, any Star Wars fan has that. We might not like a character. People do not like Jar Jar Binks, but Star Wars fans, I think, like Ahmed Best. I mean, he's getting a bit of a resurrection right now. Yep. He's about to host a game show on Disney+, Plus, isn't mm-hmm. he, about Star Wars. So, you know, people, I still think, appreciate him. So I will always have this appreciation for these four. And I'm going to say this, Adam Driver's fast becoming one of my favourite actors. I love Adam Driver. He's fantastic. I can't wait to watch Marriage Story. I hope he wins an Oscar, although I kind of hope Joaquin Phoenix wins it too, or Adam Sandler, but that, he's not going to win one now. But, um, but yeah, um, I just love him. And, like, I my opinion changed on Daisy Ridley so much when I saw her on Jimmy Fallon because I thought she was just so nice and hilarious and everything. Oscar Isaac's beautiful. We know him already. And John Boyega, like, I agree with you. He's, he's just got such a personality. He seems like such a great guy. So... That's one positive I want to spread some love out there that I feel I'm always negative about this trilogy. But um, I love these people, and I, I will gladly watch them in anything moving forward. I, I, I don't know if you've got anything to say, but I just want to quickly add um, cameos. We obviously can't really talk much about this because this is all spoilers. I'm just going to say disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Be- because it's hard to kind of... We can't really comment too much on it, but like... They're there, but there's maybe, like, there's one cameo, which I fucking loved. Um, it might not necessarily I'm be... I'm thinking it's the same one I did, or I actually screamed cheering in the theatre. <laughs> well, maybe. I might. I think you might be thinking I'm thinking of another one, which I thought was fine, but, like, was it necessary? There was another one. I mean, look, there were two very similar ones that I think we're both thinking of. And I didn't dislike either of them. I loved one of them more than the other. And the other one was great. But at the same time, I was like, oh, did that really need to be there? That makes no sense. Um, and kind of like the... Um, and again, this is another... We keep saying it's going to be for the spoiler one. But like the ending seemed very much like they were trying to do a bit of Return of the Jedi. 
Uh, but yeah. they 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 fucked the landing up with that one. <laughs> like they kind yeah. of showed like two scenes and that was it. Whereas at least with the Return of the Jedi was a special edition, as we talked about how great that was. Um, I don't know if you want to comment much on that because I don't know what else there is really to to add too much here before we make. No, I mean, well, I'll cover the the cameos more in the spoiler one. I mean, I just want to say really the only thing I want to talk about now is the positives I do like in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I said two thirds of this movie, I was enjoying it. I I was definitely aware for that entire two thirds, this is not a very well made movie, but it was still fun. I like where where I want to go back to all the way I said in the beginning is that this should have been a standalone movie or it plays like a standalone movie. It definitely should not have been a standalone movie. Let me correct myself. It plays like a standalone movie, and as its own thing, that's fine. But it in do not expect this to tie together all the other movies. If anything, it fights against the two previous movies in this trilogy, and then it pigeonholes in things from the other movies that don't feel natural. And really, its decision in that last third of the movie to focus on something that really has no relevance outside of this movie makes it feel like it's just its own thing, and it doesn't end in a satisfying way. No, Revenge of the Sith, regardless of what you feel like, when you see him turn to Darth Vader, when you see the final showdown with Obi-Wan and him screaming, I hate you, it has some emotional impact. The reason it has emotional impact is because one line that Ewan McGregor has where he says, you know, you were my brother, Anakin, I loved you. Uh, or you were supposed to be the chosen one, they decided to focus that entire last scene on, let's tell you the story from beginning to end from Obi-Wan's point of view. So you know why this is one trilogy. Uh, and the same thing with, you know, the we add the no in there now from Return of the Jedi, but the no moment, you know, Father, please, that's the build of an entire trilogy to one moment. And at the end of this, it feels like the build of not even the beginning of Rise of Skywalker to the end. It feels like the build of the third act. I... I kind of walk away from this feeling like I wish somebody would reshoot and rewrite the entire third act of this movie because they started with something interesting. And if they had just decided to really do what they claim they were doing, which is focus on bringing an entire saga together in the end, they would have really accomplished something. But when I look back, even at The Last Jedi, at the end of that, I could still look at The Last Jedi and feel like, the Star Wars story continues all the way up until Luke dies. And here I sort of feel like, for me, the Star Wars trilogy continues up to the hour 40-minute mark of Rise of Skywalker, and I kind of deny everything that happens after that because it just <laughs> doesn't make sense and it doesn't feel satisfying in every way. And I, I would rather just feel like that's just and it's somebody's imagination or whatever. But I do really like the first two-thirds of this movie. I feel like the characters, when they're introduced, even though they should have done more with them, they work. I feel like the action is more fun, even though there's some physical implausibilities. Like, my favorite action sequence is the speeder scene with the flying stormtroopers. Mm -hmm. Great until it ends, and you're like, well, that was really cartoony. <laughs> they attempt to do some things which we haven't seen in this entire trilogy. And this is where maybe if you had had George Lucas from the beginning, I, I can see where his involvement helped here, which is that they this was not a cliffhanger movie. He built Star Wars to be built around those serials. We're going to end on a cliffhanger. So every sequence was, oh, what's going to happen next? How are they going to get out of this? I even talked about how I re-edited A New Hope as like a classic movie serial. And they bring that in again. You'll you'll have, oh, how are the characters going to get out of this? And then you got into another mess. Oh, how are they going to get out of this? That works really well for two-thirds of this movie. Uh, and then the end has to happen. And that's, that's where we're going to pick it up you know, in the next one. But 
one last thing uh, just sort of add on that. My disappointment with Luke, I mean, I'm going to say it now. I prefer what we got out of Luke in The Last Jedi from what we get out of Luke in this movie because at least we got him. We got him to the point where you could debate the choices they made with him, but at least it was something. It was you get a few moments with Luke. Here, he's just there. And I almost hate to end on a pause. Let me just say it again. I love 3P on this movie. I'm not going to end on the, the negative of, oh, they, they actually trashed Luke even worse. 3PO is the reason to see this movie. One thing I actually saw, which the more I think about it, I almost agree with, is in a review they said that the ending of The Last Jedi was a better ending than this movie of how to end this um, Yeah. Like this sequel trilogy. And I agree with that. Except for Broom Kid. Yeah. Fuck, fuck. But actually, yeah, exactly. seri- but in all seriousness, like, fuck Broom Kid. But that almost would have been a better ending because if you think about it, that's passing on the torch and you've got it enough open-ended that in 50 yeah. years' time, Broom Kid's fucking the new Ray. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, as dumb as you we hate it. Broom Kid, that actually... Wow, we're defending Broom Kid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, no, it, it makes total sense. And I thought about that today too because um, when, I, when I had that thought come to my head of how am I ever going to... How am I going to look at the stars? Because there's movies out there where they just go the total wrong. Like for me, I look at Jaws as one movie. And occasionally I can look at Jaws as two movies and then you sort of just ignore you watch Jaws one and two and then you just to yourself you feel like that's the end of the story. Jaws three and four is its own thing. Kind of like the Superman movies, right? Superman yeah. one and two, and then even when they did Superman Returns, they're like, we're gonna ignore three and four. There are movie series you know like that, where you're like, to me, this is the end of the series. And when I watch the, I'm not always watching part one and two thinking about what they do in part four and five. I just like to think of it this is the end of it. And I almost would rather – I thought about the today. I'm like I would rather believe that the end of this saga is the end of The Last Jedi even though there are so many issues with The Last Jedi because you could be like Luke gets his redeeming moment. Rey is the future of the Jedi. You can end a series that way. That is an end of a series. This is sort of like we're not tying up any loose ends. We're just going to throw something completely new at you. And this is J.J. Abrams saying this is the way to end it. But in a way, Ryan Johnson ended it better. You're 100% right. You know what's funny is that um, is I completely lost what I was thinking. Um, no, <laughs> I seriously yeah, did. Just see what that I, is I, funny. You're right. <laughs> it is. It's, it's hilarious. Um, just when you're talking about like yeah, the movies and you kind of you you form in your own head when they end. It's like I mean, clearly I completely ignore the Independence Day sequel. That never happened. Um, but yeah. like obviously, as much as I love Jurassic Park and the most of the Jurassic Park franchise, I I often do say to myself, it just ended at the first movie. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I'm a, more of a Lost World defender, so sometimes you can maybe lump the second one in. But, you know, to me, I'm satisfied knowing that the Jurassic Park franchise ended at the first movie and then everything else is just, you know, content that comes with it. Um, yeah, well, um, I, I, I have actually completely forgotten what I was just about to say, but it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, positives, look, visually, this film looks fantastic, except for the Carrie Fisher stuff, um, which is never going to be... Oh, that's what Did I was going to say. Did you see it 3D, No, we didn't have 3D sessions, so... Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say we saw this in 3D one of my takeaways was I really want to go back and watch this in 2D because I feel like particularly the the last third of the movie where a lot of the stuff I don't like is visually it doesn't lend itself very well to 3D it's too dark it's too cloudy it's too murky and I wish that I could actually view this and really know what's going on so from a visual point of view when we do our spoiler one, I'll have seen this a second time in 2D because that's, I didn't like the way this looked in 3D, but 
I do think that they created new environments and new planets and aliens where this looked like its own thing. It wasn't like bland, like The Force Awakens or Canto Bight in Last Jedi. I'm, I've never seen any. The only 3D Star Wars movie I've ever seen was Phantom Menace when they were released that. Um, I don't even think the cinema back home in Invercargill even has a 3D capability. So, yeah, I, I wasn't aware they released this in 3D. There you go. That's how I knew. Um, the thing I was going to say before is the frustration over um, promoting movies now because... I think, and we're going to play these clips in just a second, I'm pretty sure I say this to um, Mallory unless I said it to her off air, I can't remember, but it reminded me a lot of the promotion for Dark Fate. You know, oh, this is the sequel, you know, it's going to tie everything up, but it's going to, you know, finally bring this. And they just, they overhype it that you get you yeah. the fans up that you actually buy into this crap. And this is where now, like, on retrospect, the whole, all this perfectly ties up the sequel trilogy and all nine episodes, everyone will be satisfied. No, it doesn't. (laughs) So that's what's frustrating. Like, that's just modern promotional technique. So they don't need to do that with Star Wars. This is Star Wars. They could literally go, hey, guys. Star Wars movies coming out. See it. And we would. Like, that's how they got into The Force Awakens? Yes. You don't need to tell us anything. You could literally be like, oh... Donald Trump's in this movie. People would still see it. They'd want to see him get the new jab of the heart or something. I don't know. Um, are we going to rank this now, or are we doing that in our spoiler one? Let's do it the spoiler one, because I, I think we're both on the same page. I mean, we, we spent a lot of this criticizing the things that we didn't like. It, it's hard to <laughs> pick out the thing. Even though I enjoyed more about this than I didn't, it's the things I didn't like that... I really feel like this ended, and as soon as it ended, I just kept saying, I don't know, I need to see it again, I need to see yep. it again, Yeah. that I, I don't think I can rank this on one, and I sort of have been telling people over the last couple of days, I'm like, I'm really torn between whether I like this slightly more than Last Jedi, or whether I actually dislike it more than Last Jedi, uh, which has more to do with the choices they made, and not necessarily is the movie entertaining, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to reserve it until I see it a second time, which uh, will be in, I think, two days for me. And so, so that comes also to the buy it, rent it, bin it. We don't want to do that either. Now we'll wait to the yeah. spoiler one as well. Yeah, yeah. I look. I've got a. I sort of have finished my ranking graphic that I will post because that's the type of person I am. But like again, it may change on a second viewing. But yeah. So I will be seeing this soon again with our dear friend Noah because remember him um, because I, I as we did mention in the last episode, uh, he is not able to see it in Korea till now the eighth of January. But luckily for him, he is coming to Hobart, where I am presently uh, returned for Christmas. And so he is going to be... I'm going to go see it with him. So he'll be seeing it for the first time while I'm seeing it for at least a second, maybe third. I don't know if I would have seen it a second time before then. So it's going to be a unique experience sitting with Noah as he's getting all this. But I, I honestly feel, and here's a prediction for you and I, I feel Noah's going to feel very similar to us. I don't see Noah oh, yeah. walking out of this uh, loving it more than us because I think Noah you know, is generally on the same page with us for most of all of Star Wars. It's only really the James Bond ones, you and I and him really differ, I think. And even then, for the most part, we're on the same page for most of them. But, um, yeah, I, I feel Noah's going to be very similar to our viewpoints on this film. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And, and like, here's the thing. This is, from what I'm seeing online, um, I, I, I read somebody who was going to see it saying, what actually concerns me is that most people who seem to be commenting this or just sort of commenting like meh. And then people keep saying their theaters. It's like, it's like the most unimpressed theater experience they've ever seen. Even when there's bad star Wars movies, you know, the theaters erupt with applause and stuff like that. And 
I just don't remember. I, 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 there were a couple people kind of like whatever clapping at the end, but you sort of just walk out of this with this feeling of eh. But like, there's different levels of eh. And what you'll kind of hear, you know, in this conversation we have here with Jamie and well, take out Jamie because she loved Gods of Egypt, but uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> What you kind of hear even from like my nephews and and my nephew's friend here is that you know it, it's it's just one of these things where it's like yeah it's fun depending on what context if you're really looking for it to tie it up fine if you're looking for just a fine fun movie fine but there's different levels of meh and I think that's where this movie is going to be divisive for some because if you are looking for real closure you're going to be on the meh and if you're looking for you know, oh, this was a fun movie. You're like, meh. <laughs> but everybody seems to be just sort of, meh. You just sounded like um, in the pod race, that one that gets like run over. <laughs> like as he blows up. <laughs> um, so let's hear, we'll hear uh, Colin and Jamie's and all that reaction here first. Uh, so take it away, Colin, Jamie, and Hilding family clan from Winnipeg. So we just got out of the Rise of Skywalker. We're not going to go through introductions here. We got a lot of people in the vehicle. Um, Jamie's here. We're having big disagreements. I'm not going to say anything about the movie because I'm sorry, I will spoil it. So this is all you'll hear from me. But I <laughs> loved it. Okay, well, any other thoughts going around really quickly? Wait, Shout them out. What about our special guests? Don't we need to? No, we're not. We're, we can't do. We don't have time for intros. Just um, intros. Okay. Overall, I liked it a lot. Um, Enoch McDermott did a great job as Palpatine. Yeah. And Adam Driver, always the best. And um. <laughs> so, so okay. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I like to thank the the Academy, <laughs> and, the Rebellion. Okay. Continue. Anybody else? All right. Uh, so, yeah, me. Okay. Okay, so the duck helmet's back. I hate it. Okay. Bye. <laughs> All right, so while my little brother is confused about a helmet that looks like a duck. <laughs> um, ow. So the movie was good. A lot of they tied together a lot of loose ends. It fixed what Last Jedi ruined mostly. Uh, in my opinion, I, I I agree with that, but I also think it ruined some things on its own. But continue. It did ruin some things on its own. Some scenes I don't want to talk about because Auntie Jamie's gonna get a bit. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. So yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right. Any other thoughts? It was a good movie. Good. Good thoughts. Yeah, it seemed pretty good, although um, occasionally there were a couple plot twists that you don't see coming, and occasionally there are confusing. Se- moments that are not properly explained in the movie. Okay, without... without... I stayed awake for the whole moment! <laughs> okay, without, without... Without spoiling anything, favorite scene, sequence, moment of the movie without spoiling anything because I will cut it out. Just quit. We got... The final, final ba- battle. The final battle was Everyone's awesome. Final it was battle. just crazy. Okay, everyone's gonna say final battle. I was battle. wide. I'll say the, the aftermath of the final battle, like the I final couple of scenes. I'd yeah. say that's my favorite. There's a little montage. That's yeah. what you're talking about, right? I say, montage, I say, yeah. I say, I say, tide battle. Any you any other favorite I mean? scenes? Um, mostly tide the uh, space battle. The space one. Tide battle. Which tide everyone battle. isn't Auntie Jamie's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I can't one. see it. Okay. Oh yeah, she can't. Without spoiling it. All right, so just just overall opinion here. 
does anybody say this is their all-time favorite uh, Star Wars movie? No. Yes. I think yes. it might be. Yes. Depending yes. on. I have to. Yes. I might yes. need to watch yes. it once yes. more to yes. confirm, but I think this might be. Okay, I so we got maybe. one maybe. I've made the same mistake many times. I see the movie once, I get excited. All of a sudden, it's my favorite. Typically, I have to see it twice before I can have a favorite. Okay. Uh, right take take me with me. I'll probably see it another my time. Still I like four, it. I like it. I love it. I love it. It's love my it. favorite of the new Star Wars movies. Oh, and oh yeah. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. The definitely. only yeah, other yeah. one that I liked uh, yeah. initially was Solo, but now this one is like top of the line. Okay. All right. Okay. Any, so okay well. Of a new Star Wars. Do you movie. want to make your speech now? We only have so much yes. time. We got to get. So. Home. I liked Rogue One, and nothing can surpass Rogue One because there wasn't any stupid laser sword battles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so sorry that we had to put Star up. Star Wars with... is it's lightsabers. Yeah, anyways, yeah. all right, I don't care. I don't everybody, everybody, thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you for taking us again. Adios. And thank you to our special guest. Paying for an extra seat. Yeah, and I paid for an extra seat for nothing. Okay, uh, we we need to close out on something. What's a what's a Everybody has to do like a Wookiee cry. No. Yes. I don't know if we're meant to laugh at these things. I always say this when we come back in. Valid insight. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, here's the thing. You got kids there ranging between, I think, 11 to 16, 10 to 16 or something like that. And what I found really funny was that the older ones, and I've been telling this to a lot of people, like the older ones are like, that was a really good movie. And it's the younger ones who are sort of like, it was okay. <laughs> and, and yet this isn't like an Empire Strikes Back where I've, I've heard a lot of people being like, oh, well, is this movie too dark? I even saw some you know article today. Is this too dark for kids? It's really not a dark movie at all. Uh, I just feel like it's not necessarily fun. Uh, that's sort of what I'm taking away from this. But it is just really interesting to see, you know, Anytime you have kids on here, kids are all – we were at that point too. No matter what trash you see, you're going to look on the positive. And I think that's the biggest difference when you become a jaded adult. But I, I just think it's really funny that the younger kids seem to be less enthused than the older ones. Well, speaking of younger kids, um, you're about to hear Mallory and I reaction. <laughs> um, a lot of what you're going to hear is stuff that I've already said and you'll hear me say in this. Oh, I'm sure you've heard Colin and I talk about this too. Um, so yes, this is Mallory and I driving back from the cinema and giving our take on the film. Okay, well, we have just left the cinema. We are sitting in the motor vehicle, driving home. Mallory and I have been on complete gag order from the moment we left the cinema. We have not uttered a word about this movie. We had friends in there who kind of asked us about it, and I was quick to say, oh, we're processing it, because we didn't want to spoil it. And I'm just going to say right now that I think we will put this at the end of our spoiler review episode. Oh. Oh, or maybe not. I don't know. Are we? No? Okay. We'll see how this turns out. I thought we were doing a spoiler-free. We'll see how this turns out. All right. I'm going to let you go first. Just give give me your take. What did you think? Honestly, when you said that you were still processing it, like I honestly am still processing it a little bit, I think. I loved it, loved it, loved it got angry, 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 so freaking happy, angry, and then it ended. Look, I'm honestly still processing it too, and I think that if I, I have to give a solid, like, (sighs) this was meant to be the ending of nine films, it was meant to close everything off, and I don't, I don't, ugh, no, 
I don't think it did. And I just... There's frustration levels. There's, there was good stuff. There, like, okay, it was better than The Last Jedi, I think. Um, but there's just... There's a level of something about this that I just... I can't put my finger on it. And is that the same as, I guess, your feeling with how... Like, I, I can't give a clear reaction to this movie right now. I agree. I think that... I'm just angry at the middle guy in this franchise of three by Disney. What was his name? Ryan Johnson. I'm just angry at Ryan Johnson because I feel like had J.J. Abrams had a straight, clear run through, this would have been amazing. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely think a lot of the issues of this film come from The Last Jedi. I don't disagree with that. And I think that... No, it didn't wrap up all nine... No. It didn't it did not wrap everything up. But it did do a lot as far as ending the plot went. I look uh, if I have to say what I you're, think You're still left with questions though. There's no yeah. I honestly think it does uh, no, like I I can't say it wrapped up. I can I can't even say it barely wrapped wrapped up the sequel trilogy. I think there is so many holes that I can sit here and I think that... Okay, let's... Yeah, we're going to stick this at the end of the spoiler-free run because... Yeah. But, I mean... There are there are wasted characters in this movie. There are improved characters in this movie. The new characters don't bring anything. No. Um, and I think that the improvements come like... Finn was decent. I mean, can I just point out this is my whole thing with Rose. Rose was fine. R- Rose was fine in this movie because she was barely in it and when she was, she was fine. She was absolutely pointless. But but like yeah, but she, like but what I'm saying is she was I fine. Have, I have a slight spoiler, but I don't think it's a spoiler. She was equally pointless to Charlie was being pointless. <laughs> Dominic Monaghan. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's not a spoiler. Look, I think I think to me Rose in this movie They've done what they've done with Rose in this movie, what they did with Jar Jar in Attack of the Clones. They scaled Jar Jar back so that it was just there. Rose was just there. And, like, this was my whole thing with Kelly Marie Tran. I had nothing against her. And I think, for the most part, the fans had nothing against her. It was just how awful her character was in Rise of... Uh, Return, uh, what was the middle one called? Last Jedi. Thank you. Anyway, that's not the point. The... That's a whole other thing. I'm sure we've you've heard Colin and I talk about this in the spoiler-free one, and we're we're biting our tongue so much when it comes to the spoiler one. Like, but this is this is legit reactions of leaving the cinema, and by the time you are hearing Colin and I discuss this, I've had at least a few days to process it. I don't know if I, I probably wouldn't have seen it a second time by then, but I, I I don't know. Look, you, I think this is about you because you are new to this franchise. You you've watched them all. I'm going to say one and a half times each because a lot of the times you were asleep for the other ones as we heard at the beginning of this episode. But, I mean, so you don't feel that it was all satisfied, for the most part, satisfiedly ended? No. I, I did not like the ending, to be honest. Oh, the the ending? I, no, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the ending. I, there's the part when you think it ends and then there's the part where it actually ends. I have issues with the ending but I also have I'm happy with the ending but the part where you think it ends I have bigger issues with 
than when it actually ends. But I also have very large issues when it actually ends. But I'm also ha- it's hard. It's really hard to describe without spoiling it because it's despite the fact that it is quite simple, it's also quite complex because I can be satisfied with how it ended but also disagree with some of the choices made within that ending. Does that make sense? I, I completely make sense. I think, like, you, you summed it up there. It's it's a fairly simple plot, but th- the layers around the simple plot make it complicated. Mm-hmm. And without spoiling it, going back to Ryan Johnson, and again, you, I think you summed it up, like, absolutely perfectly. I think the issues around this film are built around The Last Jedi because you kill off who is supposedly the main villain of this trilogy in the middle part, right? So we know the Emperor's back. That's not a spoiler. But I can't really discuss the Emperor's role in this movie because my opinion will get to a point where it's just going to it's gonna spoil stuff. JJ did what he could with what he had. And it, I would love to find out what Colin Trevorrow's story elements were used in this because he's still got a, a story credit. I just... Uh, I don't want to come across super negative because I I I, I didn't dislike this movie, so I, but I didn't love it. To be honest, if I were to rate it right now, I would probably either very high bin or very low rent. But wait, mm. I wasn't going to interrupt. I, I was just I was digesting that. I am not a Star Wars person. I explained to actually the little door girl people who check your tickets tonight that I am not a fan but I am a fan. I have only just seen the movies for the first time although we did watch them twice in a row basically back to back. I've only just seen them. I'm, this this is a whole new world to me. So I I do appreciate the plots and what he's trying to do and the characters and I understand but from someone who's not a fan I think it's also hard to give like a true opinion because I think if I were a fan I would be more angry than I am now at what the middle guy what's his name Ryan Johnson just call him dickwad did to this trilogy because it made it just so much more complicated and so much more complicated. There was no way that J.J. Abrams, I think, was going to be able to wrap up the trilogy and wrap up the franchise, or at least this part of the franchise, in any elegant way. So what he did, I don't mind, but I also do nitpick and have a lot of issues with it. But it's just because it becomes so layered and so complicated that you have to think more... You have to think more throughout this entire movie than I think any other movie in the franchise, and that might be the problem with it, because it's too active in the past plots as well as the current plots, and try- like he's trying. There's no denying that he's trying, but I want to watch it again. Look, to, I'm gonna, look I, the entire point. The entire point of that whole yeah. thing was that I I need to see it again before I make up my mind, because there's so much to this movie. I think. Look. I don't want to sit here forever because obviously we're taking this at the end and Cole and I have probably said a lot of the things. This is just meant to be initial reactions. But as you can tell, this is this is us coming out at 2.30 in the morning right now just like digesting this. 
I think at the end of the day, I'm going to quickly point this out. And again, if you've heard me repeat this in the column one, Mallory can at least give an initial reaction because it's the first time I'm saying it out loud anywhere, even though you're hearing this days later, whatever. You do not... I, I think the whole problem with this movie and the whole problem with this trilogy is you leave it with so many more questions and you're analysing it and this is not what we should be doing. The Force Awakens, I remember Noah and I drove all the way home with so many, like, we loved it, we loved it, but there was this, but there was this. And we a day later, we had to record. That was the first time we ever did Star Wars episode, and we were still doing Survivor-only episodes. We had to do one because there were so many things going in our head. But that was the exciting part because it was we had two more movies to wrap this up. We didn't know what was happening. The Last Jedi, Noah's initial reaction, oh, I didn't like it. And I kind of was like, oh, I don't know. And then I, the more I thought about it, I didn't like it. This one, again... I shouldn't be feeling like this. I should be walking out of this. You and I should be walking out of this going, ah, yeah, they brought that to a close. The fact that digesting it and thinking about it, we're literally thinking, oh, my God, what about this, 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 this? That's not right. And I'm just going to be as Mr. Prequel Defender. You didn't leave the prequels with that in your mind. No matter how bad people said the prequels were, every single one of them felt like there was a beginning, a middle, and end, a beginning, a middle, and end, a beginning, a middle, and end, and then all three completed a circle. No matter what people say about them, they can agree with that. This does not do that, and I think that's a problem. But, again, I'm probably with you right now on the mentally. I don't, I don't want to give a rating because I'm going to do that with Colin in a minute. But I just, yeah, I need to see this again. Um, there was a lot of good about this film. There was a lot of bad about this film. It's a, I, yeah. Sums um, up maybe 2019 in movies. <laughs> I there isn't another movie on the horizon though, is there? Ah, uh, Jumanji, but no, 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 another Star Wars. Oh, there, there will be in twenty twenty two, but that's going to be starting a new. It's not going to be. This is the nine part Skywalker saga is come to an end. Yeah. Okay, so For now. You just said so many words, and I just was not listening. And now we're in the dark. Um. <laughs> I. Yeah, I think that you just summed up all the problems. The problems is you don't walk out content with the answers you got given because it it's not a close... Like, it needs a fourth movie in this trilogy, which I realized is then a Sega. <laughs> yeah, look... Yeah, no, you're right. But the problem is we're not going to get one, and the problem is we had a middle part that fucked everything up. And if, initial reactions, I think you summed up straight away that Ryan Johnson ruined this trilogy and there was no turning back. If I was... See, I say if I was a true fan, I feel like in saying what I'm about to say, I am a true fan. I definitely am bidding this movie. Based on... <laughs> wait. No, go for it. Based on the fact that it was supposed to close... Mm this trilogy and it's supposed to close this part of the franchise if if it was a middle movie if it was a first movie i would be fine but because it is supposed to be closing this part of the franchise i didn't i'll let you know if i change my mind again i'm not gonna do you'll hear me do it in a sec with colin but no I, I i'm not yeah no i think that it's just that's the end right that's what? That's the end, right? That's the end. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm about to end this now. Thank you, Mallory. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. And let's go back to Colin and Ben talk about Star Wars. <laughs> um, and I think I mentioned there that uh, we're about to race it now. Uh, Mallory gave her low rent, high bin. So um, 
there you go but yeah we let's give, let's give folks reaction this this is not gonna be final because this is we're gonna see how this changes but let's just give the, the gut reaction what would you do with this see the more and more i sat on this for a couple of days the more and more i disliked it but i think talking about it with you is kind of I'm very much with Mallory. I, I would probably say a low rent right now. Um, that's where I would be. It's not a buy, but it's not an automatic bin either. I mean, admittedly, I didn't bin The Last Jedi the first time I saw it. I rented it, and then I only changed that to a bin yeah. on our recap. But um, right now, I'd be sitting at a low rent. Yeah, like, I've kind of flip-flopped back and forth. I finished this movie feeling like this is a low rent. I rented Last Jedi. I, I stuck with my rent on Last Jedi. And then a day later, I was feeling like, I actually think I want to bin this movie. I think that even though it's more enjoyable, I think it is a worse movie. And I stand by. It is a worse movie. It is a worse made movie than The Last Jedi. But it is slightly more fun. Uh, And then today, and again throughout this episode, I'm kind of building a little bit back up again. I'm seeing the potential of maybe when you watch this a second time, you know, you're not going to hate this as much. That's what happened in Last Jedi. I mean, Last Jedi, I went to go see it four times. I remember each time telling you, it gets slightly better each time you see it. And then you see it the fifth time, and you're like, no, it doesn't. Uh, so <laughs> There's weird reactions the more you see these things, but I, in 48 hours, have gone from low rent to high bin to low rent. So for now, I'm sticking with low rent. And once I see it a second time, I'll actually really know how I feel about this. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I actually um, saw my, uh, on this day, on one of my social medias, and it was obviously you know, from like two years ago and I'd seen The Last Jedi for a second time and my status was something like, so it definitely improves on the second time but still has a lot of issues. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of people are with us though because I, I can't even count how many people I know who have seen this movie and very few people are giving firm opinions. The firm opinions that are out there seem to be the ones who are most frustrated with it. You know, our former Auslet, uh Troy, our good friend Troy, um, you know, he he was very down on this movie, and I, I had I I know another person, not a former Oslo, but I know another person who all they really said was, "So sue me." I actually liked it, and, and that everybody else, I'm seeing a lot of people were posting, "I'm going to see Star Wars," and then not posting anything at all. So I don't know if that's sort of you know uh, a reflection on people just not wanting to spoil it because you can't really talk about the things you like or dislike without spoiling it, or if it is a lot of people who are like, I need to see it again. I don't know. My my friend, good friend Josh, who is a Last Jedi, I talked about him, Last Jedi Defender, he posted a status update, obviously, after seeing it, going like, thank you, JJ, so much. And I'm like, dot, 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 for what? <laughs> uh, and he's like, great movie. And he sort of just back and forth comment. And I'm like, mate, give me some of what you're smoking because you're clearly watching different Star Wars films than I am. <laughs> But um, one one thing too that I saw with one of the reviews, it was like somebody on Twitter who basically was saying that the only reason people are having negative reviews on this movie is because they don't like a strong female lead character. So, and the positive for the Jedi were for what reason then? Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just going to let that sit out there for people to digest of the stupidity of that. But anyway, um. Wow, this has been difficult, but we've gone through it quickly, yeah. so that's all right. Uh, but yeah, so our spoiler one, we're not sure when it will be. Um, I mean, we hope it will be within the next week or so, but realistically, based on schedules and everything along those lines, it might not be for a couple of weeks, but it will come eventually. 
Um, but in the meantime, we have our Survivor recap episode drop last night. I completely forgot at the end of that to tag uh, like us on Facebook and all that. So if you didn't like us on Facebook in the last 24 hours, I'm reminding you to do it right now. Uh, I did remember to tag uh, Total Drama Island. That's what it's called, yep. right? Yep, cool. I did. Yep. Plug, plug, you plug it better than I do, Colin, so go for it. Yeah, so for Survivor fans and Star Wars fans, because let's be honest, Survivor and Star Wars are very similar. Uh, we are starting a brand new show uh, in the new year, uh, Rossi, Jared, and myself, which is, funny enough, a show that I knew nothing about and Rossi and Jared were big fan of, which is a Canadian animated show called Total Drama Island, which is sort of an animated parody of reality TV, the first season that we're covering Survivor primarily. And uh, we're going to be starting from episode one, going all the way through the series, and that's going to start in the new year, and it should be fun. Uh, and also, just one more plug, because it'll probably be our last you know, full episode, unless, well, depending on when we can get the spoiler review out. Uh, Rossi and I do have a Christmas movie oh, that I we covered this that. year. Exciting. Uh, we It's going, going to be up probably within the next, I guess, 24 hours. Uh, I'll be home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, I remember that movie. <laughs> Uh, we, we imposed the 60 minute rule on it. Uh, so it's not going to be, if you, you're just looking for something cheap to listen to on Christmas Eve, you can listen to I'll Be Home for Christmas recap and all the love of JTT. Oh, I remember that. It's been a long time. This used to be one of those midday movies I'd always watch, like with Santa with Muscles would be on the same week. And yeah. <laughs> there was a stupid Olivia Newton John movie where she was like stuck in a cabin or something and she couldn't get home or something like that. Um, every year, without fail, the school holiday week between when I would end school to Christmas, I'd just have cheesy midday movies, and they were always it. So, um, great, cool. We'll listen to that, and uh, we also, of course, have our best of 2019 episode to come, and our two-part best of the decade episode to come, which are very, very exciting indeed. And then, of course, January Survivor Month. We don't know what we're doing yet. Colin and I haven't talked about that. We will soon, probably, and we'll work out what we're doing for Survivor Month in the lead up to hopefully a good season of Survivor, which we haven't had in quite some time. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Go see Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, and let us know your thoughts. And uh, we look forward to hearing your reactions to it soon, Chris Dixon. Uh, My name is Ben, and nothing really dies, except for Star Wars. (laughs) And my name is Colin, and something, something, something dark side. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.